Welcome, everyone. This is a podcast I did not want to do. Emergency podcast, if you will. But I had to talk about it. Bucks just got done Thursday night, quarter after 10. Uh, we could talk about game four, but let's not because game five just happened. The Bucks just lost to Toronto. Uh, the series is not over, but I will say this. Uh, the series is over. That's, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm dead wrong. But I don't think there's a chance in hell that the Bucks are going to go to Toronto and win a game six. There's, no, there's just no fucking way it's going to happen, especially from what I saw tonight at home and how, how, bad, how bad it looked. So let's take, this, uh, let's take this quarter by quarter. I got some notes, as I always do. I, I take notes. I text Mike during it. I asked Mike if he wanted to come on the podcast uh, after, and he said, nope. He respectfully declined or maybe disappeared respectfully reclined is that a word disrespectfully it is now um i don't know quarter one you know quarter one ended bucks were up 32 22 Giannis wasn't great he looked he wasn't finishing his he was over three i think from free throw from free throw line uh bledsoe was scoring but he was turning the ball over brogdon looked good but Giannis still i just i don't know it's just it Giannis looked like he was tentative at the rim like he didn't want to go shoot free throws which i hey i get it because um, he couldn't hit free throws. Side note: Marv is Marv Albert alive? Is he? Is he? Does he even have any idea what's going on? Like, there was a point where Hill was on the top of the key. He just passed, it, dropped it off to Middleton. Hill backdoor cut, kind of from the elbow down. Middleton passed it to him. Hill laid it, in. he's like, "And uh, Hill with the drive." It's like, yeah, that's um, he caught the pass and then laid it in. And there's another Marv Albert comment coming here later so we go to quarter two officiating in my opinion quarter two was really really fucking questionable you know abaca got lopez got called for a foul on abaca abaca had the, had his had the ball in his right hand and he was shielding off lopez and then they call a foul it was fucking awful blood drives baseline basically gets shoves out shoved out no call lowry gets called shocking lowry little pudgy fuck uh flops again bumps into brogdon and they call brogdon for a foul and and he goes the line. It was, it was awful. At this point, we're like, I don't know. The second, the second quarter was, wasn't great. Uh, Middleton, I think it took taken like his second shot was at like with eight minutes left in the second quarter. Um, Lopez is biting on fucking pump fakes from Van Vliet from like thirty feet away. Middleton had two awful turnovers. They were tied at like th- they they were tied at thirty four at, at one point and it. We, we Bucks at 32 at the quarter. They, they scored fucking two points in like the matter of like a half a quarter. And then like I'm just as I'm texting this to Mike and I'm, I'm writing my notes. I'm like, well, Giannis fucking breaks a dunk, which summed up Giannis's game. And then which even sums up even more because Miritich misses another three because Miritich fucking sucks. And then all of a sudden Giannis hits a three, which maybe sums it up even fucking more. But with 218 left in the fucking second quarter, as I drop f bombs more, there's no falls on Toronto. No falls on Toronto at all. We played 10 minutes in the second quarter. There's no falls on Toronto. And I get part of that is attacking, which I think the Bucks were somewhat doing, but uh, to have no falls in 10 minutes in a quarter is ridiculous. And then the greatest thing from Marv Albert is he fucking calls Brooke Lopez, Robin Lopez. Now he corrected himself 30 seconds or so later. My guess is someone was in his ear and said, 
I oh, I can't believe I said I meant Brooke Lopez. So, anyways, we get to halftime. It's forty nine, forty six bucks. Milwaukee at this point is five of sixteen from three. Again, we've played five games here, and Milwaukee is shot in the low thirty percent from fucking three. And we'll get to the final stats at the end. Uh, Miritich zero for four. Thank God he barely played in the second half. Uh, some halftime notes. I always like to listen to the halftime crew: Barkley, Kenny Smith, Shaq. And Barkley's like, you know, <laughs> Toronto weathered the punch. Weathered the punch. It's fucking weathered the storm, not weathered the punch, but okay, Charles. And then he goes in this rant about how, and he said at the beginning, and he says it after, and we'll talk about it later too, about how Brogdon should not have started the game because they need Brogdon to come with a spark off the bench. They never should start Brogdon. Bro- you know, it's, it's the way they're doing the playoffs. Brogdon should come off the bench so they have that spark. I disagree with it, and we'll get into it later. And then Kenny's talking about uh, Kawhi Leonard and how the Bucks are playing him, and he's like, he's a decoy. He's he gave like two or three plays where Kawhi Leonard just basically took the play off and he kind of attacked and dished and whatever. He's like he's a decoy. I'm not sure why. Uh, not sure why they're doubling him. Okay, Kenny Smith. It's fucking Kawhi Leonard. Like, do you under fucking stand why you fucking double Kawhi Leonard? And he also had 13 points at halftime. Like he was. It's not like he was like he had zero points and like 12 assists at halftime. Like, there's a reason you double Kawhi Leonard. There's a reason that that the Raptors triple team Giannis all the time. Like if all of a sudden Giannis just started passing every time, is Kenny Smith going to come on and go, I don't know why they're, I don't know why they're double triple team. And Giannis is, he's a decoy. He's a complete decoy. You know, I get it. Like they have these guys on here. There's these, the the former, you know, professional basketball players. They in the NBA for years and they know their basketball stuff kind of, but it's shit like that that I listen to. I'm like, you guys are fucking idiots. Like it's just, they, it sounds so stupid sometimes. So we go quarter three. Second half starts. Bucks going on an 11-3 run. And then Lowry gets back to his fucking flopping. It's out of control. I, I, I don't know how the officials... I don't know what officials do in the offseason. I would, I would hope that in the offseason they kind of check out, they review tape, and people give them tape and say, hey, there's a, these are our guys in the NBA that flop a lot. These are the... You know, we, we call them. We give them a lot of foul calls. Maybe we shouldn't. Let's review this. You know, and then we come back for the next year and we're stronger. We're better, right? We know that Lowry does this all the time which is fucking flop all the fucking time. So the Bucks are up 12. And then all of a sudden, uh, Van Vliet hits back-to-back threes, and all of a sudden, it's a fucking three-point game. And this is the biggest thing that's been going on like the last, for, for the whole, you know, Powell didn't do anything tonight, but Powell for the last games, Powell shot 13 threes the, the, the last game. Like, and they're wide open. Are we just, we're just leaving the shooters wide open, right? And Danny Green's been awful, and he's, he hasn't, didn't play much in the second half, but it's like the Bucks. It's like, oh, we'll let, we'll let Paul shoot. Oh, he had a couple. Let's just let him shoot. And Van Vliet tonight. And yeah, last uh, last game. Oh, let's just let him shoot. He's ten for twelve in the last two games from three. Ten for twelve. And they're not very. They're not contested. Like these are wide open threes. As an NBA player, who's one of their, you know, relative positive skills, like Van Vliet is to shoot. It's not that hard to hit a wide open three. It's not. Sorry. Uh, it's it's NBA players. You watch them shoot without any kind of defense on them. They hit down. They hit every every shot they hit. It's re, it's ridiculous. And why we're not guarding Van Vliet or know that? And when he gets hot, that we shouldn't guard him. I, I it it blows my mind. So it's it gets tight here towards the end of the third quarter. Leonard hits a three, and all of a sudden it's uh, seventy one to seventy. And towards the end of the quarter, and this is why I, I just I, I as I watch Giannis these last three games, as they've lost all these three games. I don't. I don't. I just don't think Giannis is ready for this, right? Like, I, he forces way too much. He forced a ton tonight. There is a wall. 
We're we're the, we're in the fifth game of this playoff series, and there is a wall that Toronto consistently puts up. You can't fucking go through it all the time. There are times you can. You can kind of weave in it out. There's a lot of times you can't. Most of the time you can't. You got to kick it out. And he forces a shot at the end of the third quarter. And I just, I, I just, I look at it and I'm like, he's just not ready. Like, this is not a team that, the team as a whole, the way they're playing is not ready at all to beat the Warriors. Not, they're not, they're just not ready. They're not, they're not playing well as a team. They sometimes do a good job of swinging the ball, but no one's fucking hit. I mean, their, their three point percentage for this game, five games in to this series has got to be, 31, 32% tops, which is not good for how well they played this year. You know, Mike and I said, like, and I said to Mike early, we talked about three points. I'm like, well, if they hit their threes, they're going to beat anyone. And I said, you know what? I, and even if they don't hit their threes, I don't, I, man, I don't think it's going to matter. It clearly does matter because they're not hitting their threes. And Giannis is just forcing a bunch of shit. So we get to the end of the third. They're up 75, 72. So we go to the, we go to the fourth quarter. And this, just kind of I'm as like again I'm writing these notes down. There's a play where Brogdon has an awful pass to Giannis. Giannis tries to save it. He passes it to Leonard. Ilyasova should have just fucking grabbed Leonard because it was turning into a fast break. It wouldn't have been a clear path because it was not a clear path. But Ilyasova tries to give him like a hip check. Doesn't work. And then yeah, Leonard goes down court, misses the layup, and Ibaka goaltends it. And of course, they don't call a goaltend. So bucket Toronto. Then Fred again, three pointer. Uh, Leonard hits a three. Bledsoe comes down, forces a 15-footer. Leonard hits a three. And then all of a sudden, it's fucking 81 to 85 with 7.45 left in the fourth quarter. Like, it just it went that fucking quick. Just a barrage of awful plays by the Bucks and leaving Van Vliet wide open. And then, and I get it. Like, I know it's on the players to hit shots and stuff like that. But, like, it's also on Coach Bud to, like, have the right players out there. Like, he's got Lopez out there. And I get it. He's probably got he's got reasons to do it. And Lopez can stretch the floor a little bit, but he's got his guys switching on defense, which all they're doing is putting Lopez on Leonard, which is not clearly not the matchup you want. Giannis continues to force shit. There's a one time if you if you watch the game, you saw the you saw the the replay. He goes into literally three or four guys in a fast break, and there's three or four guys on his team spread open from three, and he just just goes right into them. And turns the ball over. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's mind-boggling to me. And this is again why I say I just Giannis is not ready. He's not smart enough yet. He's not advanced yet. He hasn't played enough games to understand what he's supposed to do in that moment. Because when he gets pressured with, and it, I don't want to say an experienced team, but I mean some of these guys in the Raptors have played plenty of experienced games. Obviously Leonard for sure. He puts him in. He puts they put him in Giannis in a position to make a decision, and he has not been making the right decision at all recently. And then, ironically enough, he hits a three, cuts it to uh, ninety to ninety-two with uh, just under four left. And then another fucking Lowry f- flop. Someone in the in the household here that I'm watching the game with might not have been me, might have been me, might not have been, might not have been. Yells, "Fuck you, you fat fuck!" To Lowry, I agreed one hundred percent. And Lopez hits a three, ties it at ninety-three. And Fred comes down, hits on hits another three because apparently we don't want to guard Van Vliet, and so they're up three, whatever. Giannis gets the oop. With two minutes left, we cut it to one. Uh, Leonard misses a three, and no one fucking boxes him out, and Giannis just basically shoves him out of bounds to shoves him out of bounds. So after a couple, you know, Leonard hits a couple, uh, one or two from free throw. Middleton hits a layup. We, another 
shitty box out. You don't get a rebound. Gasol hits one or two from free throws. Brogdon has a shitty turnover, whatever. So we're down three with like 25 seconds left, whatever. Three guys literally take out Lowry at half court and not a, not a call is made. It's, it's unbelievable. Like every, this goes to any kind of grade level you're playing at, right? When you're down, you get in a certain situation as an official, you know that you have, you, you have to anticipate a fall, right? I, as a coach, I used to go to officials and go, so I don't, you know, we're going to fall here. So watch a fall. I'm not saying, I'm not sure the Bucks went to these officials and said they were going to fall, but it was clear that they were trying to follow Lowry and they did follow Lowry and there was no fall called. So Siakam got a free rain dunk. And then we, I, I, we're down, I think it's, we're down five and with like 17 seconds left, not, you know, obviously there's no shot clock and we inbound it towards the corner and Middleton just does like a one step fade away for three. I, that, I'm like, did I miss something? Did I miss? time on the clock that I missed a foul situation that I miss any sort of thing that would make a fadeaway three with 17 seconds left down five and something that would be considered a good shot. I, at that point, I just want to be like, I, I'm fucking done. I don't even, I don't even care. I've already told Tanya. I'm like, we're, so we're going to be, we're, we're going somewhere Saturday night when the Bucks play. And I said, I don't want to watch the game. I don't want to, I'm like, I'm not going to, they're not going to win. She's all, she's all in right now. She's like, we're watching the game. We're going to watch, we're watching the game Saturday night. I'm like, I don't want to listen to, I don't want to watch the game and listen to everyone swear at Drake. Like, this is what we've gotten to, right? We're, all we're doing is going to swear at Drake now, which we're going to get to in a second. I was going to hold it for the next over and back, but this is the next over and back. So hang on. So at the end of the game, whatever, I just, I was about to start recording and I was just kind of getting some other stuff going on in the house and. I'm like, I want to listen to Kenny and Barkley and those guys. So Barkley, again, keeps fucking bar- bitching about how Brogdon starting was the biggest problem and how it took away from Middleton and all that stuff. I don't, I don't know if Barkley remembers the last game when Brogdon didn't start and Middleton hit, uh, went for 30 and we got fucking blown up by 20. So here's the other thing. like Starters and, I've, and kids, kids that listen to this, and I've told my kids that I coach this forever, starting is irrelevant. It does not mean anything. Like Look at Lou Williams. He's one of the best scorers in the NBA. He's the sixth man. Starting is irrelevant, okay? I've always told my kids as I coach them, said, it's not a matter who starts, who finishes the game, right? That's, that's who you want to look at. Who's, who do you trust? Who do coaches trust to finish the game, okay? So Barkley has these stats. Well, the starters do this, and the bench is out. You know, the bench out this Toronto bench outscored the Bucks bench. And who fucking cares? Like, just look at the game as... as an overall picture, right? Like you can start and be taken out. Like Siakam started tonight, right? And he played a minute and 45 seconds and then he got benched. So, I mean, there's factors that go into bench scoring and starting scoring, right? Brogdon needs to start because Miritich fucking sucks. Bledsoe has sucked. And it just, you have to change it up. You can't just continue this, this whole thing. Brogdon started like 60, 65 games this year. Now it's a problem that Brogdon starts. I, I think we all get convenient, and I do, like, we all, we, it's recency bias, right? Like, and I do too, like, it's, we say what's convenient, like, to, to give us our, to make our, to make our point, we will give facts that are, you know, recently and they're convenient, like, Barkley's, Bucks lost, Brogdon started, Bucks lost, bad decision. Yeah, and that's not what they lost. I mean, they, a large part, in, again, they lost because they couldn't hit the three. That's the Bucks, what the Bucks do is they hit the three, if they can hit the three, they win games. And Giannis is the other reason they lost is because he forces way too much. He's not kicking out 
two to three. And it's it's a catch twenty two at this point, right? I'm sitting here complaining about how much the Bucks cannot hit threes, yet I'm complaining about Giannis not kicking out to the three point shooters. So it's I don't know. And the defense doesn't look good. I mean, you cannot let Van Vliet hit, or not, not even hit, shoot. You cannot let him shoot these wide-open jumpers. It's absolutely uh, pathetic. Speaking of pathetic, Drake. I don't know how everyone sits on this point, and there's this, uh, everyone know. well, if you're a basketball player, don't worry about Drake. You should be one of the Raptors. You, do, you should just be focused on your game. Okay, I get that. That's fine. Like, I think someone made a someone kind of tweeted like something to the point of like, if that was Kobe, he would have dropped forty on him, and then went you know went over to Drake and sit, sit your ass down. And I, I, maybe Giannis doesn't give a shit about Drake, and I, and I hope he doesn't care about Drake, and it doesn't affect him, and and all that stuff. I don't care. Like, it's obnoxious. It's annoying. I don't. I'm fine with Drake. You want to stand there? You got a seat. Stand up. Yell. Cheer. Whatever you want to do. Running back to force a little bit too much. Like, I mean, if you're in a you're in a seat that's a fan, right? Like, and that all this stuff's back to back. You hear Barkley and his players be like, "I don't worry about Drake. I'm worried about the Raptors and all this stuff." It's funny because I I was I was telling uh, Hurley last night. I'm like, "This is what I would do." And credit to Dick Rawl for this because this is Dick Rawl. Dick, Dick Rawl says this about any any kind of player that you ever want to get rattled, right? And I said this to her. I said, if I was Giannis, or, if, I was, if I was Bledsoe, because Bledsoe's playing like shit, I'd be like, hey, if we get a break, just throw me a pass towards Drake. Because I, I, I would just take one, right? I would take one from the team. Like, throw me a pass towards Drake, and I'll figure it out. But I'm, I'm, I'm grabbing this. I don't care where the ball goes, but I'm, I'm tackling this fucker into the second, third row. I'm going to just hammer him. That's what I would do. I didn't see it, but Hurley texted me. He's like, did you, he's like, Barkley must be listening to your podcast which I thought to myself, I hadn't said it on my podcast yet, but I did say it to Hurley last night. But that's what you do, right? And that's what I hope someone does. Like, literally just fucking dive and take them out. Just hammer them. The problem with this is that, not the problem, but the thing that I don't, why it would never happen is because all these athletes and all these rappers and musicians are all friends, right? So I think all these guys are, for the most part, pretty good friends with Drake. Now, I know Kendrick Perkins went at him, but again, it's, you're in the heat of the moment, right? There's, Drake's always there yapping. So you just, you, you yelling at each other. I don't know if, Anyone actually is going to throw a punch at him. But I wouldn't, like, there's some of these guys, like, I, I've talked about it before, like, competitive athletes are wired differently than me and you. And by me and you, I mean me, for sure, and probably you who is, who is listening. I, I've, I have had friends throw elbows at me in competitive league games, and I'm like, really? We're throwing elbows now? Like, come on. I, I have no, that's not me. I'm, and again, I've never played at a high level of basketball or anything like that, so I, I guess I've never... It's never crossed my mind. But I played against plenty of people that have definitely thrown elbows as just the norm, and that's what they do. So I hope that it's not out of the uh, reality for Giannis or Bledsoe or Middleton to just be like, you know what? I'm going to fucking just tackle Drake and elbow him in the forehead and do whatever. Because it's fucking annoying. It really is. Uh, no one... Like, who does that shit? I mean, it's, it's all about Drake. That's it is all about Drake, right? I mean, this guy is the biggest front runner, right? He 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 likes Kentucky. I'm glad he's not in the Duke bandwagon yet. But this guy is just a front runner, and this is all about his. He wants attention drawn to himself, and he's gonna he's done a good job, right? And TNT, ESPN, who are ABC, whatever. I mean, I would love. I would just love. Like this is when you get like an old crotchy old man. Like I would just love someone at the higher, just higher up, going like, we're not fucking showing him. We're not showing him. 
Don't care. We are not showing him. He's he's a he's a jackass, and you know we're not showing him. These are the comments that have been told that have, that have been said in my house in the last uh, few days. <laughs> he really makes me hate Canada. Who's ever heard of the Raptors? I didn't even know Canada had a team. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Did Drake had a? Does he have a carabiner on his waist? Is this 1996? Does he have a Patagonia over a pullover on the court? Is it Patagonia? Fuck. I don't. I've never been a Drake fan. He's got some good music. He's got some really shitty music too. Um, but it's it's annoying. And I don't. I I don't know if you're if you're a Raptor. I can't imagine I have many Raptor fans listening to this podcast. I w- I hope I have. I wish I had a ton, but. Why? Why is it? Why is it enjoyable to watch some obnoxious prick like that do that shit? Like touching the coach and all that stuff. Like I get it; he's not a normal fan. But if a, if if a fan did that, he would be thrown out of the, the arena immediately and like banned forever. Like you just you don't do it. He's I get it. People say he's an ambassador. He's got a he's apparently has a locker in the locker room. Well, then give him a different seat. Like why are we letting him? I I don't know. I can't believe the NBA hasn't stepped into this and said like, okay, we are we are watching this hip-hop guy just berate and just hammer on our one of our biggest stars he's gonna be like Giannis is gonna be our biggest star for the next 10 to 15 years and we're letting this random dude do i shouldn't say random but this guy do this we're okay with that like nba you okay with that i don't know i would i i would not be okay with that if i was the nba follows adam silver i would not be okay with this and i would go to the raptors and say you get him in fucking line you want to you want to stand up around your seat that's fine can't be fucking running 10 feet both ways like it's a fucking track meet like jesus get your shit together uh but again it's obnoxious it's annoying no one likes it but nonetheless we're gonna have to deal with it again in two nights on saturday game six going to toronto again i i think this series is i cannot i can't believe the bucks have lost three fucking games straight they lost two games straight once during the season and the second time they lost two games straight was on Tuesday. And tonight was the third. So I don't know. I'm I've people who know me, people say I'm negative. I feel like I'm more realistic, but maybe I'm negative. I don't know. I just I don't I can't imagine them going to Toronto and winning this game. Especially with the way Giannis has been playing. Middleton wasn't great. Bledsoe, I mean, at first Bledsoe might have scored twenty points, but he was like Field goal shooting wasn't great. Miritich again was just God, just awful. I, you got to play, you got to play Connaughton more. He is athletic. He goes for every fucking rebound and every loose ball. He can hit an open shot. He can rebound. He can get. He can get putbacks. I think you got to play more. I would. I would limit uh, Miritich's minutes. I would. I just and Lopez too. Like you got to understand who's on the court for Toronto, right? Like you can't. If Lopez is out there and Leonard's out there, you can't just say. Let's just switch everything. Because then you got Lopez on Leonard, which clearly is not a good matchup, right? And then all of a sudden Lopez is on Van Vliet or Lopez is on Lowry. It's, I don't know. It's just you, you gotta have a you gotta have a good a better defensive scheme. And you know, bottom line is the Bucs have got to shoot better from three. The five games and every single game they have shot, I believe, thirty three percent or under. Yeah, that's not that's not good. Not for a team that was a top three offense all year and a top three defense all year. Uh, that thing is like I, I bring up top three defense because like we're just we're letting guys just shoot wide open threes. 
So Saturday's going to be a tough-ass game. My expectations are low. Uh, it's on the road. It's Toronto, obviously, has proven that they can kick our ass in their place. Drake will be hyped. Drake will be hyped, of course. Good for that fuck twat. <sighs> so, Bucks Toronto, Saturday night. We'll be back at it on uh, Sunday or Monday, most likely. If you have not heard, we did release a Bachelorette podcast. So, if you uh, enjoy the Bachelorette, listen to that. If you do not, tell your wives, tell your girlfriends. They probably watch the Bachelorette. So, uh, Tanya and I decided to do a podcast about the Bachelorette. Very entertaining. We're going to keep that going. That'll release probably Monday or Tuesday next week as well. But if you subscribe, you'll get them all. It's all in the same umbrella of the unintentional. I appreciate your listens. Subscribe, like, give us a rating, comment, tweet at us, me, whatever. Go Bucks. Fuck Kyle Lowry and his pudgy little flopping ass. And have a great Memorial Weekend. This has been Over and Back. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.